It's Saturday, April the 17th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Hong Kong Democrats sentenced and Castro stands down. First, the week in brief. A Hong Kong court sentenced nine prominent democracy campaigners for their involvement in large protests in 2019. They include Jimmy Lai, a media mogul and fierce critic of China, who was sentenced to 14 months in prison. He also faces several further charges and potentially life behind bars. Martin Lee, Hong Kong's 82-year-old, quote, father of democracy and a leading barrister, was handed a suspended sentence, as was Margaret Ung, a 73-year-old lawyer. President Joe Biden and Suga Yoshihide, Japan's prime minister, ended their summit in Washington by promising to stand firm against China. The two leaders highlighted China's maritime aggression in Asia, its military pressure on Taiwan, and its suppression of freedom in Hong Kong, among other things. Mr. Biden signed an order to limit the number of refugees entering America this year to 15,000, in line with the cap set by Donald Trump. Mr. Biden had previously promised to raise the level to more than 60,000. After a backlash from Democrats, the president said he would increase the figure next month, although he declined to say by how much. America is currently facing a refugee crisis on its southern border. A committee representing members of Myanmar's elected parliament said that it would form a, quote, national unity government in response to the coup by the country's junta on February 1st. The entity will include members of ethnic minority groups alongside ousted politicians. Both Aung San Suu Kyi, Myanmar's de facto leader, and Win Mint, the former president, will retain their titles, though both are in detention. Raul Castro said he would step down as Cuba's leader. Mr. Castro succeeded his brother Fidel as head of the country's Communist Party in 2011. Between them, the two ruled Cuba for over 60 years. A new leader will be voted in during the party's current Congress. Miguel Diaz-Canel, Cuba's president, seems to be the frontrunner. A COVID-19 vaccine developed by Sinovac, a Chinese firm, was found to be 67% effective in preventing symptomatic cases, according to new data released by Chile's Ministry of Health. The jab also reduces the risk of death by 80% and hospitalizations by 85%. An earlier trial carried out by Brazil's government showed it had an efficacy rate of just 50.7% against infection. And Morgan Stanley's net income in the first three months of 2021 hit $4.1 billion, up from $1.7 billion in the same period last year. Even so, its profits did not leap as much as other American investment banks as a result of $911 million of losses relating to Archegos, an asset manager whose business imploded in March. And now, here's today's agenda. Grey Areas – The Ethics of Colorizing Photos Colorizing old black-and-white photos has become big business in recent years, The Colour of Time, A Kaleidoscopic History of the World by Marina Amaral and Dan Jones was a bestseller in 2018. But the intensive editing process required to make pictures look convincing presents a quandary. How do colorists brighten up the past without distorting it? 
This week, an artist was accused of tampering with the record of the genocide conducted by the Khmer Rouge regime in Cambodia between 1975 and 1979. Matt Lowry reworked hundreds of mugshots of executed people. As well as adding colour, he also changed some expressions. Sullen glares became beaming smiles. The altered images were posted to Vice, an online magazine, and Mr. Lowry defended them as an attempt to, quote, humanise the tragedy. Not all colorists doctor images so egregiously, but playing with the past is risky. Some things really are black and white. Variations on a theme, Paul McCartney and Taylor Swift's music. Sir Paul McCartney is used to other people performing his music. Yesterday, which the former Beatle claims to have written after the melody came to him in a dream, is one of the most covered songs of all time. Now the singer-songwriter is inviting artists to reinterpret his work. McCartney 3 Reimagined, a quote, personally curated album released this week, features a roster of stars offering their own take on McCartney 3, a record from 2020. Taylor Swift, the reigning queen of pop music, is also trying to reinvent her work. On April 9th, she launched Fearless, Taylor's version, a new version of an album from 2008 which hit number one in Britain on April 16th and broke the Beatles' record for fastest ever run of three top albums. Ms. Swift plans to remake six of her early albums so that she may own the master recordings. Big Machine, her first record label, sold the rights to them in 2019. Both artists, it seems, believe in yesterday. The Family Way, a horrifying cult memoir. Lauren Howe's parents were teenagers when they joined David Berg's cult, The Children of God, now known as The Family International. Her mother, steeped in the counterculture, saw this new way of communal living as, quote, a great utopian thing, while her father was, more prosaically, interested in evading the draft for Vietnam. Yet the organization, which claimed to have 10,000 committed members by the 1970s, attracted predatory as well as idealistic types. Several of its, quote, shepherds have been accused or convicted of sexually abusing children. In Leaving Isn't the Hardest Thing, a collection of essays published this week, Ms. Howe reflects on her difficult upbringing within the cult's ranks and a childhood full of violence, hunger and humiliation. She describes her experiences after escaping its clutches too, experiencing homophobia in the Air Force, witnessing the, quote, worst of America as a cable engineer, and living out of her car. Critics have praised her candid, poignant, yet often witty writings. Cocoa Power – How Chocolate Fights Obesity Chocoholics need little encouragement to indulge in their favourite treat, Studies indicating that chocolate contains antioxidants or lowers blood pressure are often taken as invitations to binge. But there is a growing recognition that chocolate has some real health benefits, strengthened by new research in the Journal of Nutritional Biochemistry. Obese mice saw their fatty liver disease improve when they began receiving a cocoa supplement with every high-fat meal. After 10 weeks, cocoa-fed mice exhibited 28% less liver fat and 75% less DNA damage than their control counterparts. They also gained weight 22% more slowly. For humans, the amount of cocoa the mice consumed is equivalent to 10 tablespoons of powder or 5 cups of hot cocoa daily. 
The authors warn that obese people or anyone else should not simply begin guzzling the stuff. They do say, though, that substituting cocoa for other dietary vices could be beneficial. Hot cocoa just got a little sweeter. Game Changer UEFA and the Champions League The Champions League, European football's most prestigious club competition, seems destined to change. UEFA, the governing body, wants to restructure the tournament from 2024. At present, 32 teams are split into eight groups of four. The top two teams in each mini-league qualify for a series of knockout rounds. Instead, UEFA wants a 36-team league in which every team would play 10 matches, with the 16 most successful teams moving to the next stage. This format would create an additional 100 matches, which UEFA hopes would generate more broadcasting and sponsorship revenue and simultaneously quell plans for a breakaway European Super League. But supporters are aghast at the prospect, worried about extra costs and the downgrading of domestic leagues. UEFA and Europe's biggest teams are spending the weekend negotiating the financial terms of the reforms ahead of a planned announcement on Monday. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Thornton Wilder, who was born on this day in 1897. Money is like manure. It's not worth a thing unless it's spread around, encouraging young things to grow. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.